This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kirpin. Now, Carrie Kirpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I am Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am here with Brianna Folds. Brianna began her career at California Pizza Kitchen, progressing through various roles of restaurant operations before joining the recruiting team. It was there that she really discovered her passion, not for artisan pizza, but for finding the right people for the job, brand, and business. And she's going to tell you all about recruitment today as it pertains to social. Since then, she was identified at Oakley for her collaboration use of social media, consistent progressive thinking, and innate wanderlust for the limits of possibility. Along with her team, she is responsible for recruiting a variety of different positions, really all the positions that help make Oakley what it is today. And, and today we're going to talk a lot about how she uses social for recruiting, which is a fascinating topic and something that I think we just simply don't talk about enough. And so I'm thrilled to have her on the show today. Welcome, Bree. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Good. I'm so glad. Okay. So tell me your story about how you got to where you are today. I know I started telling a little bit of it, but give me kind of the story of your career. And let me also say, just before we get started, I love both California Pizza Kitchen <laughs> and Oakley, but California Pizza Kitchen, my personal favorite is the Hawaiian pizza. I had a really oh. a strong love affair with the Hawaiian pizza in my, in my <laughs> youth. So, so yes. yes. In my, my 13 years at CPK, I had a lot of... Um, uh, yes, love for many pizzas there. Yes. It was a lot of fun and a, a really great time. A lot um, of love. Yeah, that was really how it all started. I actually started with them as a hostess, and they had an amazing, and still do, I'm sure, an amazing internal promotion program. And so I had the opportunity to become a trainer and a server. I went into management, and then while I was in management, an opportunity came up to join the recruiting team, and it just seemed exactly the right fit for me. And um, I ended up getting the job and was in the the department for several years. And when I left, I was a senior manager of recruiting for the West Coast, um, not only oversaw the store recruiting and had a, a couple of recruiters on the team, but also did the corporate recruiting there as well. And um, and then just as I was getting to, you know, to that 13th year, I um, received a call. And usually I didn't take any calls asking about opportunities at other company. I mean, I always felt that when you like, you know, slip my arm and I started to bleed, it would bleed CPK yellow. <laughs> and um, it it just happened to be intriguing and enticing enough um, with Oakley. And so I, I, I had to really, you know, take pause and think about it. And as I got to know, I went through the recruiting process. And it was really interesting as I was going through the recruiting process, I thought, you know, I'm going to have all of my recruiters go through this. You really get to learn a lot about other recruiting programs and how they work. And then as I kept going through, I thought, man, this opportunity is sounding really exciting. Aww. And so by the end, I was, I, they got me hook, line, and sinker. And I was really all excited 
excited about it and um, felt a true connection to the brand. And so that's why I'm here today. I love it. And so you really do. And I know you've, you know, in, in both in previous in interviews and in instances, I've heard you say that you really love your job. Tell me what it is that you love most about what you do. Um, we have an opportunity here to be extremely creative in our approach and everything is brand first. And so when you think about that and you have this kind of guide that you can go after and, and the idea of Oakley and kind of the, the, the craziness of Oakley and what that really opens you up to, it really allows for a lot of fun things that we're able to do. And we are constantly on the lookout for change. So it's not always the same. We're always trying to make things better. We're always trying to do things differently and spin them around and flip them upside down. And what can we do to shake it up? And so that really has led us to a lot of fun things that we've been able to do here. Um, and then with that is the team. Absolutely hands down best team and just really fortunate to work with the group that I do. And so when you're looking at kind of the field of talent acquisition and recruiting, how do you currently use social media? And do you think that the industry as a whole is as caught up as it can or should be? You know, one of the challenges, I think, that if you look back a couple of years ago when we were in recruiting, we're talking about, oh, it's Twitter. This is where we're going to find everyone. we got to use face Facebook, and that's where we're going to find people. I think that sometimes we get actually a little bit more ahead of the candidates. Mm -hmm. And so the candidates aren't in that environment yet, but we're thinking we need to start using that, which is great because I do feel that there are great people that you will find in those those areas. Um, but I think that we've also got back to now we need to get more niche and that we need to find these niche sites. And that's where we're going to find our candidate pools that we're specifically going after. So everyone, I think, for the most part is using LinkedIn, and that's our primary. Um, we add content to our page. Uh, we make sure that we are using that and sourcing through that tool. Um, we also are using Glassdoor a bit more. And mm -hmm. so that's something that we're finding is a, a little bit more used by the candidates. And thus, we want to make sure that we're using it as well. And then, of course, those niche sites, and, and we're getting into, you know, Stack Overflow and GitHub and, and all of those different specifics and, and some other areas that we might find candidates that we're going after. Awesome. And so yeah. I want to ask you about something that I think is kind of a hot topic, both among people who are listening, who are trying to get into new careers and getting into that space. Has someone's use of social media ever influenced a decision to hire for you, whether at Oakley or anywhere? And do you think in general, if not just for you, that someone's use of social media does affect um, how hireable they are? I think so in many ways. And one, it's um, it depends upon the role. So we actually have roles here that are specific to social media. Yep. And so somebody's use of social media will absolutely play into whether or not we will hire them. So absolutely there. We have people reach out to us through LinkedIn, which might, you know, put them a little bit more on our radar. We are able to establish a relationship. And that's something that's great. The thing that's wonderful about these different social sites is you can also see spe specifically with LinkedIn, you can see how people have, um, you know, left notes about their performance. And yep. so that always plays into it. And that's really nice to see. But I think also as a, as, as, we change and evolve as a society, social media is becoming an integrated part of who we are yep. and so naturally will be part of our business. And so I think that's why people are really um, looking to use it more and why it is strategic to be involved in social in, in many aspects. 
So when you are, you know, getting into a space where you're starting to apply for jobs, let's say you're graduating from college, do you mm-hmm. recommend that you have a more private Facebook if your Facebook has more of the digital footprint that those mm-hmm. in college might have? Do you recommend keeping that protected? I think it's all what you're comfortable with. Yep. If you're comfortable with what you have on Facebook being available for people to see, then, you know, go for it. If you feel that there's maybe some things on there with the types of companies that you're applying for, then you might want to, to keep it more private. I think it's really uh, what you're comfortable with, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and then that will really kind of help you establish what direction to go. And how? In in recruiting, you know, in social media, it's really important to stay ahead of the curve and stay innovative. And I would imagine uh, when you're in a competitive landscape like recruitment and talent, uh, you have an increasing need to stay innovative. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you stay innovative and push the boundaries around recruiting? Yeah, there's lots of different avenues that we go about, but one of our most effective is just the team getting together and really talk about what we can do. Let's, you know, let's brainstorm, let's come up with ideas, and let's not give ourselves any boundaries. Let's really think of it all, and we can always scale back, but we need to get to that, you know, let's have a blue sky, and what could we do, and then we can go from there. It's also speaking with hiring managers that are in the different spaces that we're looking. We go from engineering to retail to marketing to design, so we're all over the place, and we might need to use them as the the subject matter experts. Uh, We also try and look at different um, uh, subscriptions and and things that we can can read and catch up on what's going on in, you know, different areas. So MIT or technology magazines are always good to to stay aware of or any kind of articles that are coming out within the recruiting space or outside. Those are always helpful for us to really start thinking about what we, we can and could do. And it's also being open to taking ideas of what people have done and trying to think about how to apply them to recruiting. I was listening to um, uh, the business channel on satellite radio, and they were talking about this emotional engineering track that they were going down and how to create new gadgets within engineering. And um, And I thought about, ooh, emotional engineering, the whole idea of that is really interesting. How can we emotionally engineer our process, one for hiring managers and another for candidates? And then that way, we can make sure that we're we're kind of in a way controlling the emotion that they're feeling when they're going through each of these steps. And it will also give us an idea of how we're tracking. If they're getting this emotion and we want them to be having this emotion, then what are we doing wrong? And uh, so that was something that was really a fun a fun little brainstorm session that we had. So it's really interesting because it's quite similar to how many, many brands come up with concepts in social, which is listening to something and having it spark an idea that takes you in a totally different kind of direction for yourself and your own brand. So that's, that's a really interesting insight and actually quite comparable to a lot of the uses of social as a whole. So we have a lot of young listeners who are looking to get into the social media field. We have a lot of people who are aspiring, you know, career women uh, who are just coming out of school or, or maybe, you know, one year out and are looking to really land a job at an amazing place like Oakley. Can you give us some kind of tips on interviewing just in your experience and what you've seen the some of the best tips to really succeed and nail that interview? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think it's really 
important to know a lot about the company, to really have done some research on the company and have good background. It's also really important to know an, a good amount about the role. So ask questions about the role, what it will be, and even do some additional research. And um, what I would say is that if you have an idea of a role that you're going after, do some networking. Reach out to people and ask, hey, I'm, I'm interested in a role just like this. I'd really like to pick your brain just so I can get to know more about it. And that way you can be more strategic and thought in, in conversation when you're interviewing for the role. Um, show confidence. I think that um, in a way you can almost kind of compare interviewing to dating. I, I know that's kind of weird and not very HR, but I think in many ways it kind of is. So, you know, if you come across confident, I think that it will be very attractive to the company that's reaching out and interested in you. And I think that's something that they really do see, wow, you know, this person really seemed to know what they were talking about. They had a lot of insight into what they were looking into, and that makes us feel confident in them being able to do the role. And I think that's really interesting what you just said about the confidence. One of the things that I advise a lot of the women that I kind of counsel as they're going out into career is that it's not just about does the company want you? It's do you want the company and is it a right yes. fit together? And when you mm -hmm. look at it like that, it, it just takes it so much, makes you more relaxed, seem more confident and really much more appropriate because at the end of the day, it's you only want to take a job at a place that works for you. Right, right. Absolutely. So tell me about the best application you've ever ever received. Ooh, wow. We've really received some great applications and in, in more than anything resumes. Um, we had, I had one guy, he sent in some uh, Mountain Dew bottles, <laughs> but instead of them being Mountain Dew, they were actually Mountain Dude, and it was his resume wrapped around the, the, the bottle. And it came in like a cooler with ice and everything. It was just amazing. He was a marketing um, candidate. Um, we actually received one for our military group. We do have a lot of uh, uh, connections with the military. Yeah. And he, this guy had created this map that he had bolts drilled into, and it was like in these glass-like clamps. And it was very just Oakley-esque in, in many ways. And uh, it was just really amazing. Um, we host a surf and turf event. And so we actually do interviews in the surf and on the turf. And uh, one of the candidates there actually came with his resume plastered onto his surfboard so he could be in the water surfing, talking to a, a recruiter and have his resume right there at the ready. So we've really seen a lot of great creative resumes come through. That is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. And so how much of doing that type of creative extra step gives you um, a leg up? Is it a definite advantage when you cut through the clutter in that way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm talking about them now and I, I can, you know, mention the person. I know the person by name or a couple of them by name that actually did this. And we, although at the time we haven't, we didn't have anything, we're still actively looking and, and keeping them in mind as, as we have positions open up. So for sure, it does really help out. But you have to have the, the experience and the knowledge base to support what you've done, but it definitely does give you a leg up. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so tell me where you think talent acquisition is going in the future. What's where next? talent acquisition is going. Well, the thing that I think has been um, the biggest challenge for a lot of organizations is becoming more proactive. How do we become ahead of what the need is? If we are only recruiting on the jobs that are currently open and not thinking about the ones that are going to be open, then we're always behind. And so I think that's something we're really looking at the landscape and how we can really predict what is coming up and how we can be a little bit more proactive in, in how we go about search. So I think that's something that 
that we absolutely need to get there. Um, it's also all more about relationship recruiting, and this is something that is, is very important in that you're building relationships with your hiring managers and your client groups, and then you're also building relationships with candidates. And you need to continue these relationships because, like I said about the candidate before, the Mountain Dude, is that we might not have something now, but we might have something in the future. And that's something that we've seen over time here and that we might connect with somebody, you know, three, four years ago, and then it takes a while and all of a sudden we have the perfect job open up for them. And so that's really a great feeling when you finally get somebody on board that has, you know, the culture fit as well as, as the, the, the education and background and career fit. So do you recommend then for applicants not really to give up and to stay in touch and nurture the relationship? You know, obviously not kind of pounding constantly, yes. but, but ner- <laughs> just like any dating relationship, kind yeah. of, you know, really foster that relationship over time? Yes, absolutely. I think it's very important. And, and yeah, I, I, likewise for recruiters, I think that's very important for them as well. And yeah. Bree, tell me about how you use social media for yourself. I know that social is, is heavily used at Oakley and I- even in recruiting. Tell me about how you use it personally. Yeah, well, I'm definitely a huge fan of LinkedIn, so I'm I'm quite frequently on, on LinkedIn. Um, I also love Twitter. I, I got involved in Twitter, and I actually would say, like, the root of the reason why I'm in this position today is because of Twitter and a connection that I made through Twitter. So that was really exciting for me, and it really can happen. And so I think it's a great way to really network and connect with people. So um, I'm active there. And then on Instagram, I actually am not on Facebook all that much, but Instagram and, and the others. I, I really do enjoy. Awesome. And I think yeah. Twitter is an excellent kind of model for showing how you can do relationship recruitment, you know, really yeah. forming relationships over time and, oh, and sure. building those relationships that you can then call on when it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about the proudest moment in your career. Hmm. In my career. Well, I feel like we've had many along the way. I feel like the team right now is really just achieving a lot of great things and meeting many goals and, um, and doing things beyond what we had really planned. So I think that as of recent, I've just had kind of consecutive things going on that have made me feel really proud. Um, I would also say that uh, when we were launching a, a culture piece here at Oakley, I had the, 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 uh, I was asked to be involved, and uh, that was something that was just a, a real humbling experience, but also an amazing experience to, to be involved in this company when it comes down to building a culture and implementing uh, um, some values. And so that was really exciting. How important do you think culture and the culture fit is versus a skill fit? Do you, do you think that hiring for culture is something that I, I know this is something we talk about at our company all the time is like skills can be taught, but the culture is something that really can't. It's your yes. either it either fits or doesn't. Is that is, does that ring true to you as a recruiter at Oakley? It absolutely does. And it oftentimes is one of the the biggest challenges that we face and that we might find a, a myriad of candidates that all fit the skills, but then they don't you know, necessarily fit within the culture. And the culture, I think, is twofold. I mean, we have our values that we drive against and, and what things that we're looking at, but there also is just an innate culture that's within the business. And I think, for example, here at Oakley, we, you know, we're very anti-establishment and, you know, kind of radical, and we didn't really implement process along the way. And 
although process does exist, it really is something that's a little bit more chaotic. And so you have to be able to deal with ambiguity. And that's just part of our culture. If someone isn't able to deal with that and they need something more regimented, and then that can be a real challenge for them. And so there are are many things that we do look at. And and having a, a specific idea of what our culture is has really helped us to narrow down when someone says, I just don't think they're a culture fit. Now we can really dig into, you know, these are the five points. What is it specifically? So we can get clear about that. Otherwise, it's just kind of something that's an idea and in the air and everyone has a different perspective. Absolutely. And so do you, when you're interviewing, do you look for ways to test whether or not they would survive well in a more um, like a less regimented environment like that, more a little bit more chaotic, as you would say? Yeah, we, we do have some interview processes in, in specific roles that are more, and we call it kind of interview how you work or how we work. And so we do uh, create an interview process that is kind of a little bit more structured into the work methodology, whether it's a brainstorm session or a presentation or a training program, whatever it might be. So these are things that we work in that really do help us with that. And then also it's just building it into the, the questions that we ask and getting to know people um, really down to, to what is important to them. And, and what they are and what they what they are seeking, and then that will help us. I mean, we need to really be able to evaluate that to determine, hey, we want to make sure that this is the right job for you just as much as, as you are for us. We don't want you to be unhappy once you get here, so we're going to be completely transparent about everything that's, you know, here at Oakley so that you can figure out if this is the right fit for you. And Brie, is there any way, do you think, to get a sense of a company's culture beyond knowing their core values, like getting a real sense of the culture before you interview so it can kind of give you a leg up if you are a fit, how you might demonstrate that you're a fit? How would you recommend knowing a culture? Is there is there a way to know it before you get in there? Yeah, I, I think that you can do research on the social sites. I mean, we are on social media, so you can usually go to Facebook and Twitter and follow us and find out what we are all about by following that. Um, oftentimes, there's employer videos that they have that they send out to candidates or that you can find. Um, you can go on to sites to, to read about what people are saying. So that's why Glassdoor is a great place for people to reference what is it like on the inside and what are people saying. Um, you do have to kind of take that with a grain in a sense is that you know might they might be a little bit skewed one way or the other. Um, so I think those are the, the ways that you can really get to know. Do some research on it. You know, just throw it in Google and see what happens. Throw it on YouTube. So in terms of advice, I know you gave us a lot of great nuggets for potential candidates, but if we're looking at young women hoping to get into a similar role to you, and and I I loved your story of how you kind of organically got there from starting as a hostess and kind of growing into that space, what advice would you have for a young aspiring Brie? Thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, I think the things that really helped is I was just thirsty for more knowledge. And so once you get an idea of what you're really truly looking to do, I would absolutely say that networking and researching are going to be your best um, sources into to really gaining more knowledge and being able to find the right person to connect with. And so I, I would listen to webinars. I was going to Twitter because there was a lot of information that was be posting was being posted out there. I was connecting with people. I would say that people on Twitter that I found were extremely friendly and very helpful. In my first week of using the the social tool, I had someone on the phone with me talking about what a retweet is and how you do this and that, and and then just really helping to educate me in the space. And then he happened to be in recruiting. And so that was another great way for me to connect. Um, So I think those are the things that networking, getting to know people, and just really reading as much as you can about the space that you're interested in is absolutely going to help 
you, and it should also help you connect with the person who's going to get you your next job. That's awesome. Well, Bree, you've given us a wealth of information today, especially for um, those of us that are either looking at a career change or looking just to get into our field. So I'm really appreciative um, and loved your take on social and talent acquisition. So thank you Great. so much for being on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. I really awesome. enjoyed it. Yay. And Bree, where should people <laughs> where should people follow you if they want to connect with you? Oh, at Bree Nadell. At Bree Nadell. You heard it here first. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.